Welcome to the weekend edition of the Nightly Nuge, Ted. As you and I were talking before we came on today, um, I have spent some exhaustive hours of research on the wolf issue. Me and too. Ted, 10 pages into Google, you can't find one truth about what's really going on with the wolf. Uh, um, you sent me an article that was in the Huffington Post that basically says what's going to happen in Colorado because Colorado is not going to allow wolf hunting. We're going to see it to its end conclusion. What happens if wolves are reintroduced, which is not really true, introduced into the Western slope of Colorado and they are not managed, never intended to be managed. Um, what happens? Um, I think I know what happens. What do you think? Well, I have my wolf management tool with me at all times. Brand new 360 Buckmaster round from Winchester, a beautiful Henry lever action rifle. You know, I love the wolf. I admire the wolf. I admire the grizzly bear and the black bear and the brown bear and the polar bear. I admire the lions and the leopards and the cougars. I, I, I admire coyotes. But the wolf is a mystical beast, a spiritual beast, because the wolf is my fellow hunter. But the wolf is not a reasoning predator. The wolf is a bloodthirsty predator. And it doesn't surprise me at all that big tech just lies and lies and lies. There's nobody in the Google building. How many people are in the Google building? Thousands of people. Not one of these numbnuts know anything about a wolf. They couldn't tell the difference between a wolf and a pterodactyle. And if you go to Google, if you go to Wikipedia, I promise you will be bombarded with lies and anti-nature, anti-reality propaganda. We want the wolf in its traditional range on a managed level because it took us about a hundred years to bring back the elk and the shearest moose and the pronghorn antelope and the white-tailed deer and the mule deer and the cow's deer and the mountain goat and the bighorn sheep. We, it took us a hundred years to stop the marketing un unregulated marketing slaughter of wildlife to make sure that we manage it based on sustained yield, habitat carrying capacity, and how it will be worthy and valuable as a renewable resource so that we can buy licenses and, fee and permits and fees and sporting goods and food and lodging and gas and travel and hotels and restaurants and guides and outfitters and taxidermists and beer and ice. Each wildlife resource brings in tens of thousands. I don't think you can shoot a dove without spending a thousand dollars nowadays. And this annual multi-billion dollar budget, let me, let me put it in reference. In the state of Texas, they say that our hunting season generates six billion dollars a year. No, it doesn't. It generates over 10 billion dollars a year if you add all the land that's bought just for hunting all the center pivot irrigation all the trucks all the jeeps all the broncos all the lodges all the buildings all the seed all the fertilizer all the partying in in america i wouldn't be surprised if you really added up all the money spent on hunting fishing and trapping that it would be in the top three revenue generating activities in the nation right there with energy infrastructure and food production my point being is that the wolf can only be one of two things either an asset as a renewable resource worthy of participation and spending money to hunt or it can be a liability where you 
It's a hands-off, unnatural anti-management procedure. And they start devastating the elk and the deer and the antelope and the and the other species that bring revenues. We want maximum number of wolves in in optimal wolf habitat. But when you have a hands-off policy, our tax dollars go to pay the USDA hunters to shoot the wolves and to compensate the ranchers and the farmers for the sheep and the goats and the cattle and the lambs and the and the foals and the horses and 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 the calves. We have to compensate with our tax dollars a, a, a vulgar amount of money to those uh, ranchers and farmers and pet owners as the wolves overpopulate. So once again, the wolf it, 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 in, in Minnesota, it's, it's a liability. In Wisconsin, it's a liability. In Michigan, it's a liability. Up in Idaho, I think they're managed to some degree, but the only way to manage wolves is an annual harvest of the surplus to make sure that they're in the asset column. Hunting wolves is as important as hunting deer and elk and moose and catching enough fish out of the pond so that they don't overpopulate and have a massive die-off. It's so simple, even the guitar player can figure it out. Everybody should be in touch with their game department and their senators and their congressmen, and we need to delist the wolf because when the wolf is in a protected uh, uh, category, it's a liability. It's not an asset. We want to harvest the surplus, just like they do in Alaska and Canada. And there's plenty of wolves because they have an annual hunting season. But instead of it costing money to have wolves, it generates money to hunt wolves. Who doesn't get this? And you know what, Ted, that's 100% accurate. And for all of our listeners out there that happen to find themselves in Wisconsin, where the wolf issue is the number one issue among hunters up there, I encourage you to go to HunterNation.org. You guys have a big Supreme Court election coming up there in April. And if you don't think that matters, I promise you hunting is on the ballot in Wisconsin this April. You got to get out, exercise your we the people right and vote for the candidate that will support our hunting lifestyle. Ted, as always, great week. I can't wait the next week where we do it all over again right here on The Nightly Nuge.